Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who've been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Richard Listens, Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet at me, Instagram, Facebook, sign up, subscribe, and listen. Please take the time, send this to two friends that you think might like the show. Our guest today is Miss Crystal Perry. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Thank you. One of many ways I'll be corrected today. She is a functional movement therapist and specializes in performance recovery. Her motto is to help you move like a pro and create longevity. She has a BS in kinesiology human movement emphasis and as in sports rehabilitation therapy so she's going to tell us a little bit how she has gone out to create her own model of helping athletes and we're going to get to ask her a little bit about how to apply these strategies philosophies uh techniques to your own recovery and injury prevention well thank you for coming in here crystal please welcome to the show thank and you. please introduce yourself and your, and your focus and your work uh, as it t ties to sports and performance. Well, this is you said, I'm a movement and recovery specialist. And basically, I just I just think that people don't value that enough. They don't value what needs to be done before and after keep things up. And they get so obsessed with one thing, not recognizing that the body is composed of so many different elements and all of it goes together in when it comes to performance. And I look at performance different. Um, we can talk about athletes, but performance is everything and everybody if you sit at a desk for 10 hours a day you are performing you know if you have an autoimmune disease and you have to get out of bed every day and you're in 100 percent pain every day you're performing you're doing everything that you can to perform your day-to-day -day. i look at in a way where it's everybody and it's longevity it's about how can we sustain this movement this feeling good from being young in your 20s. I mean, I have older clients that are 6, 70, 80, 
I mean, that are still training in the Masters right now, doing high jumps. I mean, the woman is 77 years old doing high doing jumps. Doing a high jump? And still wow. doing the 200. I want to know what she eats. Because she, and, and it's, not, or... <laughs> it's not just about being vegetarian either. It's because she understands movement. She understands recovery. She understands the report and just not ignoring your body and just taking care of it. Well, thank you for, for bringing that perspective. Here I am just pushing the athlete angle, and, and I do want to bring it home. I think that's that's authentic, right? All of us, right, there takes tremendous amount of energy to sit in one place for a long period of time. You know, we don't realize, right, how many movements are going into just a single single act, right? Or just oh, yeah. or lack of movement, right? Having to hold yourself still or in position. And you start to touch into a whole nother area of somatic healing, which is right, chronic pain, things yeah. that come from we're not tending to the movements we do or not tending to the body and its need to elongate or release stress and even further it steps into the ways we set boundaries the ways we operate in relationship the ways we hold tension or are allowed to express emotions in relationships so um and a lot of athletes as look at my dear friend janoris jenkins who was cut by my alma mater new york giants you know i'm kind of looking at you know people why did he tweet that why did he say that i don't know if you're familiar that he got cut for kind of using pretty derogatory term towards uh individuals which most of us would would filter but there's something to like maybe athletically he was allowed to express and and again i don't know janoris well but i've watched him and been a fan for a long time but many athletes you're allowed to express through your body but were you allowed to express yourself emotionally and was there anybody there to help you learn corrective language or educate you because we all need to learn about what is appropriate and what is sensitive in relationship and so when we don't unfortunately now they're pros with all these microphones on them so uh, you know i wish him healing and, and health and his his growth but yeah so bringing that perspective back there's so much that goes into pain if you can start with the body and you can develop a healthy relationship i mean is it stretching that you employ a lot of is it a lot uh, of no so my background Obviously, kinesiology, sports rehab, and there's a long list of training that I've had, like different modalities, just different mindset, holistically. I went to the World School of Massage and Holistic Health, like way back and forth, and just getting those different, I don't know, just getting those different viewpoints of different people. You see that everything is inside out and everything, there's there's principles, basic principles to recovery. There's principles to movement and they go hand in hand and they go hand in hand with life. So people have to understand that when I say move like a pro, it's no matter who you are finding your inner pro and recognizing that there's a longevity in that and you know when you use sometimes terminology has you know you a little bit of wordplay and moving like a pro for the average person they see these pro athletes they see all these people and they want to be just like so that's a that's a way to kind of motivate themselves and say okay you see how these pro moves what can you do to have some similar things in what you do every day so and and there's principles to that what are a few principles that the lay listener who like you said has just gotten done watching the NFL all Sunday or right and they're out there and they'll or even you know soccer player just got watching uh, done watching Georgetown beat Virginia in penalty kicks in the NCAA championship and they're like oh my god I want to I want to do that I want to duplicate that but what how would you help that person begin to apply basic principles you know for me when I sit down with somebody and I'm consulting 
I'm trying to see what their lifestyle's like. First of all, I want to know if you even work out. A lot of people say they work out and they don't. A lot of people say they do a lot of things and they don't. They say that they drink enough, they eat right, and then when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, they don't. I do agree with your 80-20, by the way, but depending on the arena. Of course. Definitely depending on the arena. I'll elaborate on that. I think okay. it's different for athletes than it is for people like you and I. It's like regular people. If you're trying to perform, it's different. You have to be stricter, right? You got into training and I got into recovery because that's the part that's missing. People want to do recovery. They're putting it out there more. But a lot of it is based. It's like modality based. And modality meaning that they look for one thing to be like the reason why they're recovering. Oh, I use a Normatec, so I'm recover oh i take ice baths i'm recovering oh you know i'm drinking muscle milk afterwards i'm <laughs> i'm doing okay it's it's beyond that so these principles that i i based everything on is based on once again an inside outside approach and when i say inside outside what goes on inside your body happens first and then unless you have like some kind of blunt force that happens and then you get that muscle and joint component and then they kind of go together so i would look at your lifestyle and i would look at everything and the first thing i'm going to start with hands down is hydration that's a a big topic and it's a topic that nobody really understands they look at hydration as oh i drink enough water but what's your lifestyle if you're drinking five cups of coffee a day you're not drinking enough water you got to put water in coffee so it's the same thing no no it's not I so mean, for every cup of coffee you need 32 ounces of water just to replace that cup of coffee and and people will play with those those numbers and stuff like that but when you start doing research studies and you start looking at stuff that it just increases more and more and more because it's what the body does hydration is big. I mean, it's all about replacing the water. And if you think about the body, we're made of 60% water, but nobody never knows what that water does. And they don't know that a range between 39% and 83%, each organ uses different versions of it. the biggest one would be the kidney, which is one of your biggest like filtering systems in the body. And so if you have a kidney that's using, let's say 73% of that, <laughs> the water, and say you just drank coffee, alcohol, not to say you can't do those things. You just have to know how to recover from it. Well, that's what recovery is about. But say you had all of that, that just took all that oxygen, all that water, and now the kidneys have to work overtime to filter that. If it doesn't have enough water, what is it going to do? It's pretty much going to steal from Peter to pay Paul. It's going to steal from another organ, another function in the body to accrue for that. And then now you got to worry about that organ losing water and where's it going to get it from? That's when you start getting that dehydration feel and you start getting that cotton mouth and your body start hurting. And what happens after that? Your, your muscles, your joints start hurting and headaches and all that kind of stuff because the body's trying to regulate everything and not know where it's coming from and it's trying to pull from every piece of water fluid and blood that it has you know water does so much and people don't understand the function of it so when we're talking about drinking water and and it's not just water by the way either that's another people would be like oh i drink two liters a day that's great so let's talk about electrolytes because electrolytes are also part of hydration yeah so and, so that's a great topic because in working with youth athletes and they all want to grab the Gatorades and Powerades. I mean, what what is your feelings on the, the, the kind of the sugary beverage and what are the best ways to get electrolytes into your system um, and what are the best times? I'm not a fan. And I'm not a fan because, well, I hate to say this, just because, you know, I mean, it's Gatorade. They're the big wave. They were the first ones pretty much to put it out there. So they're grandfathered in for life. But at the end of the day, by the time you get through the sugar, the dyes, all the other little additives and stuff like that, what electrolytes are you getting? I mean, most electrolytes are salt based and then you do have some that are sugar based but you're not really getting what you think have you ever had gatorade and still was thirsty after it's supposed to quench your thirst but you drink gatorade and you still really thirsty was that from the sugar from the the sugars and the dyes and everything else it's it's not necessarily 
helping. It's liquid, fluid, but it's not necessarily helping. So I don't agree with the those type of drinks um, afterwards. I think, first of all, electrolytes should come a lot from diet, but if your diet is not as healthy, you know, there, there's five of them. There's magnesium, potassium, sodium chloride, calcium, and then phosphate. And you have to be able to get all of those things. So if you're not going to get it food, there's different sources. There's a lot of good brands out there to actually make like concentrated electrolyte pack. Uh, you know, they got IVs on the wave now. I know that they're a little pricey and people are scared of needles and stuff like that. But when you're past and you're far gone, go invest in yourself and spend the money and get what you need. You mean if you're already in a stage of like past, like past it, you drinking, you drinking, still not hydrated and you still feel terrible. It might be over the point at that. Uh, things like coconut water. I'm big on coconut water. It's, it's such a natural way. It, it's so full of potassium. It doesn't make any sense. And potassium is going to be the first thing that kicks off hydration and, and just the way that it flows through blood flow, the way it, the nutrients uh, filter the muscles and everything like that. So I'm big on coconut water. Uh, you're not going to like it. And you're something you got to get used to. Let's be honest. Coconut it is water, an adaptive it flavor, tastes like yeah. spoiled fruit, but you get used to it. Like if you change your diet, used to whatever you're going <laughs> to eat. And But there's different things that you could do with coconut water too. You can infuse a little bit of everything. People that struggle with water. First of all, I'm going to start you off with trying to get you to drink 2,000 milliliters anyway, which <laughs> which is kind of intimidating for people. And which is how many cups? Or how many? I, I have I have like a specific like water bottle that's 2,000 milliliters and I know me bring it and I'd be like, this is what I need you to finish every day. I need you to make it a challenge for yourself. They got all these challenges going around here. Challenge yourself to drinking this water. So would be, should we be and challenging college athletes? Should we be challenging everybody. 12 to 14 year old? Everybody should everybody. be drinking. Well, you know, everybody I would say within the age of maybe like 14 15 and up younger kids don't need that much their their body's still growing and it, they're not processing everything like we are just yet they don't need that much so you need as much when you're 70 80 you do unless you have ailments and or, or disease and stuff like that you know if you're a person going through say dialysis you can't even you can't go near that because a person with dialysis is not even supposed to drink you know i don't know if you know that know but that. uh yeah they they can't at all because it's the kidneys and the kidneys are balancing fluid like i said it's one of the biggest detox so if are getting dialysis to help help the kidneys, you know, balance that. And then you add all that extra water, you're doing a water overload. So how do you maintain uh, nutrition and people going through dialysis and some of these? It's hard. It's hard. You know, um, syndromes that older adults go through. It, it, it's hard. Doctors, they, they go, I mean, I'm no specialist in that. I just know a few things about it, but they, they have specific diets and stuff that they give people a lot of do's and don'ts because having that kind of issue is, is, is real. It's like a fine line and it's dangerous, danger fine lines. <laughs> They, they normally have special diets and stuff for that. I was just thinking about this. I have yeah. no idea where, you know, through the social media and all the things that mm -hmm. come towards our brain, but the statistics on like performance, I won't single out the elite athletes, but when they attend some of the big cities because of the popularity of attendance of gentlemen's clubs. Mm hmm. So the next day, they're usually a little more tired, you know. You so. know that that's that's their lifestyle period. That, um, to be honest with you, they, they <laughs> they're used to doing it for a certain amount of years. The ability to sustain less sleep, detoxing alcohol out of the body, or do you think that there's someone with the team trying to educate them on? There is no one with the team. I could tell you that right now. There, there I mean, there, there's. There's At collegiate level, certainly, right? No, they they don't really. <laughs> it's not what you think. It's really not. And and I need to really watch what I say. But at the end of the day, it's really, it's really not. There, there's people that they see outside, like Durrell. And see, the problem with 
even the strength coaches, they're not always educated on it either. Like <laughs> I said, course. they go modality based mm -hmm. and they'll just have like a pacifier and they don't know. And then somebody, uh, I'll come in and right. then that's why I'm just education, education, education for everybody. Like even a strength trainer, if I'm, and, and you know this from us working together, the moment that you even refer somebody to me, first thing that I'm saying is, so when are you going to come see me? Well, are you <laughs> saying that, that, that from the perspective it. of... <laughs> Even the people working in the field need help. Or are you saying yeah. that from yeah. it helps for me to be able to know that the person I'm working with understands the principles and philosophy that I'm coming from? Uh, no, like I told you, recovery is one of those things that people don't really understand. And so, and that's, and you, you rarely read people, to, you know, meet people that understand it all. So you know, what doesn't, what, what don't we understand? Because, I mean, here I am, I'm a, uh, okay. you know, mental performance consultant, Darrell's a strength trainer, like talk, you know, and, and be blunt. What don't okay. we understand? Uh, what, don't, what are we missing? You don't missing? understand these principles. You don't understand how important hydration is. You understand you need to drink water. You don't understand the importance. You don't understand the importance of, say, something like the lymphatic system, which is our waste removal and how that comes into play. You understand muscle and joint. You understand you need to stretch. You understand that kind of stuff. But I don't. I can't tell you how many times I've had to explain the benefit of a warm-up and a cool-down. Not a dynamic stretch, not an ice bath. Something way deeper than that, which we can get into. Mm -hmm. Body education, from your perspective and the person's perspective. Like, performance goes a long way. It's not just athleticism. And that's the thing that I think that everyone gets caught up in, is the athleticism and someone's ability to be able to finish and go hard and do all of this. And that's great. I think that's amazing, but that's not going to be, that's not longevity. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash Richard Listens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Richard Listens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports, all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. So, so where does the education begin? Because everyone's being told great workout go work on your recovery, right? Yeah. And so they're going to what, what's being marketed or what's available, the Normatec or cryotherapy. Yeah. I like inversion, you know, <laughs> yoga. I mean, but, you know, is there a set protocol or how does a person begin to figure out what is appropriate See, to them? See, and that's the problem. And that's something that I'm looking to put out now. Something I'm looking to make a bigger entity and hopefully it reaches everywhere so people can understand what what is necessary. You know, obviously before we even started, said no social media. <laughs> yes, I've been exclusive. I've done that for a long time, for years, working with pro athletes, entertainers and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, it's 
not enough to reach the world. Right. I do know That's that. That's the interesting approach. The I more, mean, it's amazing, right, that, that you have the exclusivity that people... The more that I'm seeing yeah. places pop up like Cryo, like this, and they're singling everything out, the more I know that I need to put some stuff out there. And so... You know, I mean, that, that's that's happening in 2020 for sure. But and I'm looking not to just do it with me. I'm looking to get like minded people and actually put them under this umbrella so we can all really just put it out there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm starting with these principles. So A newsletter or magazine or something like that. I'm yeah. hitting everything. Social media, websites, uh, newspaper. I'm, I'm hitting everything down to the hospitals, down to pro athletes, everything do a do pretty much do like a mass overload on what recovery really is and not only just what it is what it is why it is and how could you do it like i said not sticking with the modality of of i use normatech just because that's so popular you know knowing when to use a normatech knowing how to really use it people don't really know even why they use it they just know they put it on and somebody told them it was blood flow but you well, can jump up and down and have blood flow <laughs> so, so, so it's isn't being, it good that people able- are playing around with healing or is it is it also dangerous it's I dangerous mean, it's I dangerous. Mean, I know Antonio um, Brown said he burned his feet in the cryotherapy. It's, I mean, it's dangerous. You can burn your feet. I've known somebody that with, with the, the portable one. Uh, oh, oh, had a big old burn mark on their back. And I'm like, what's going on? Oh, I left it on too long. Well, why were you? You know, it, it, it is dangerous. I see people use the Normatec and I see them put it on like 10 and they'd be on there for like 40 minutes, which is why I said that that I'll tell them, like, you know, when are you going to come see me? And, yeah. and it's not a slap right. in the face. I just yeah. want to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Well, exactly. But it's and, also, you know, when they look at studies of just general people adopting exercise programs as we get to the new year and everyone makes a resolution, the top of the list is what? I don't have enough time. Yeah. And you look at professionals, right? When you look at healing, you talk about some of the things you're talking about developing of fatigue and things like that and burnout in my profession stress it's like well i'm too busy caring for others so we believe we don't have the time but there's a deeper issue there with maybe caring for others or taking on too much when we need to be tending to ourselves. that's in there you know we, we, we talk that and we also talk talk stress reduction and things like that too and people understanding how they can incorporate it and as you See, I put in my bio, make it a lifestyle because there's things that you could do and make your lifestyle and do it unconsciously and don't even know you're doing it. You'd be in a car driving. OK, so, you, you know, your neck might have been bothering you all day and you didn't have time to stretch. You didn't have time to do this. Well, now you're sitting in traffic because you live in California. So you can be doing those things driving, you know. What kind uh, of things can you be doing if you start commuting and driving a lot? Like, I mean, like like little stuff like I, I will I drive an hour and a half up and back. And I'll be in there and I'm like rolling my neck. I'm rolling my shoulders. I'm stretching out, you know, one of my hands that's, you know, not on the steering wheel, the other leg that's there. I'm moving my knees. I'm moving. I'm not staying still because I know about mobility and I know how important mobility is. And I know that if I didn't get it in that day, because maybe I was back to back to back or something like that and didn't have time afterwards to do my normal routine, I'm going to do it where I could do it. I'll be standing talking to you and you see me do something weird just because, and you may not even know, just because I'm unconsciously. Oh, you make me doing feel it. better now. And I was doing my, uh, you know, tree pose in front of the coffee cart hey. and my grad student. <laughs> People were just walking by me like, is he okay? 
<laughs> but you are okay because you're doing it for you. <laughs> That's but right. it's, it's just a matter of getting it out there. And people, the biggest thing that I would want to say is I want people to recognize what they're doing and why they're doing it and know that, that it's okay to go and research yourself and figure out why, even if you don't understand everything, just to, as a precaution. You know, there's a time and a place for all of this stuff. And you, you got to be careful on all these things. Don't don't get caught up on a modality either. Get caught up on the focus. If you're fatigued and you know you haven't slept and you know that you're, you know, you haven't hydrated enough and things like that, make hydration and rest your focus. You know, or maybe, or maybe eating something if you're not eating because diet is in there as well. You know, if you're eating something that's dragging you down, make the, the corrections that you need to make. Just pay attention to those kind of things. And though even though you don't know every detail that I know about recovery, you know enough to know that something's not right and you need to focus on what's not right first and then move on to the next thing because not one thing is going to fix your problem. Yeah, but it's so subtle and individual based, right? What food is sensitive to us? How do people begin to narrow that down or make different choices when they're not even aware that their choices, which which one to change or how to change it? I think we're aware more than we know. You know, like like I said, you're thirsty all the time and stuff like that. And you know, you haven't had water in a while. People know when they're hydrated, dehydrated, because even people that don't know how to do it properly, they know when they haven't had enough of that. People that come to me that have like chronic issues, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've had like somebody that's like of the age of 40 tell me about when they played high school football and how they twisted their ankle and it hasn't been right since. You know, it's still bad. So why haven't you had it addressed? Whether it's seeing a recovery specialist like me, checking with a PT specialist, going online and looking up mobility stuff. There's all kind of stuff online on the internet that can be useful, that you can try. Not all of it is harmful and not all of it will work for everybody. But to start there, just don't ignore these things and don't ignore what recovery is really about because it's not about the next Theragun. It's not about the next Normatec. It's not about a, a ice bath or heat. These are just aids, but it's about what, what your body really needs to happen. And people know. People know. They Like I said, they may not know 100%. Like I'll sit there and I'll talk to somebody and they'll, they'll tell me how they're feeling as far as a workout. And I'll ask them, well, what do you do to warm up? And they'll be like, oh, you know what? I, I know I need to warm up up. I just haven't done it. They may not know in detail like me, like my warmups are different than what an average person warm up is. An average person is going to warm up. They're going to do some dynamic stretching. They may get on a treadmill. They may do some stuff like that. But even doing that stuff is bigger than doing nothing and just going into a workout cold. Right. You know, when they come to me, I'll be a little bit more detailed. And like I said, I'm be putting this content, free content out there so you can know in detail what needs to happen, like what vibration does before, you know, when to, like I said, when to use a Theragun, when to use a hypervolt or something, the difference between vibration and pounding. Like I see people using a Theragun hmm. before they get ready to do a workout and they don't even know what they just did. I know it says more range of motion and all this, you know, stuff. But at the end of the day, let me sock you in your arm five times. So and, then go tell you, and, then, and then go tell you to do a bicep. Right. So a lot of <laughs> you know, education about the products and technology as much as it solves. Yeah, uh, I think they're good because they're accessible. Things, right. We're, but, we're excited just to get the product. But um, and, and even if you don't know everything about the stuff, you, you know enough to know, like I said, what you need. You know, you know when you need to back up on something. If you're eating fried foods every day and you start to feel sluggish, you can't tell me that... that 
you and you were somebody that that eats good here and there. You can't tell me that that it wasn't from the food and you don't know that. You know, and we live in a world where it's changing. Now, now we have like a percentage of people that's not going to change diet wise and they're going to stay doing what they're doing and stay eating bad and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm 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 good. I don't feel anything" cuz they've gotten used to pain. They got used to feeling terrible. There's a bigger percentage of people that they've they're they're trying to change. You know, they're trying to change. And then you got these like documentaries like Game Changers that putting that stuff out there. I hope that people don't look at that and think that they need to change their lifestyle because these people didn't just change their lifestyle. It's something that that it took time. That's that's a movie. Right. That's a documentary that was cut in so many ways. Trust me, there was a lot of hardships with that, I'm sure. And, you know, going vegan or plant based doesn't always work for every athlete either. You know, many athletes tried and had to come back because they couldn't find enough protein or. Yep. That or just it, it just they, they couldn't perform. They couldn't get as big as they need and stuff like that. I mean, all, all of that makes a difference. But like I said, you you know. You know something. You know something to to take a step. You just got to take a step. There's there's no protocol. Right. I don't believe there's a protocol. I understand that we all get taught protocols. I've been taught protocols for years, and I learned how to not use them mm-hmm. because it might not make sense. You know, if you have a knee and a shoulder issue, if it's the same side, sometimes even if it's the opposite side, it can be something postural that you're doing. And so I'm looking at that to see, first of all, I'm going to have you stand there and I'm going to look at everything. You know, I'm big on alignment. That's one of the biggest things for me is alignment. I'm looking to see where you're off at so I can see biomechanically how you're using your body. And then I will educate you and address that with you and give you corrections to do and to change. And then, you know, obviously I do the physical work of it too and go in and do manual, manual therapies and stuff like that. And then really get you to see the difference and even put you through a couple different movements to where you feel the difference. So you know that this caused this and this caused that. I give you the route to your body and then I'll let you take that with you. And I just check with you and just keep making sure that you understand what's going on. I think that's another thing about body education, too, and self-awareness. People don't get into their bodies enough. So in order for you to not ignore it, you have to get into your body. Just like people make the decision to go in a different direction with their diet, make a decision to get involved with your body. I've I've had people that couldn't get into their body. You know, you just can't feel stuff mm-hmm. because you've been used to pain for so long. You just kind of be like, I don't feel that. That's That's been there. You know, one of those things. I've been dealing with that for years. That's, that's nothing. Like, I, I will have you lay down on the floor, close your eyes, and give you a guided imagery. You know, I'll tell you to take a deep breath. First thing first, take a deep breath. And as you take a deep breath, close your eyes and imagine what that breath is doing. Picture it hitting your nose. Picture it going, you know, through your throat and where it goes next. Nine I'm glad t- you said that because that's actually, a, you know, a technique for sports psychology as well. And right. and there's, a, you know, phenomenon. Different people who go through trauma, they leave their body. They literally feel like yep. they've left their body. So, you know, I can imagine a lot of athletes in particular who get used to this is just what I do. We justify pain, yeah. justify self abuse that like you said there's an avoidance like of getting back in your more body. pain more games that's the <laughs> right avoidance. there's that, all these mentalities you know. Darrell and I were talking about it before the show about all these things about you know don't express just go out there take it out there on the field you know all the messages oh, yeah. that are 
counterintuitive to healing, but keep an athlete, you know, supposedly focusing in on that one mode of, you know, I call it, you know, kind of the athlete mask where, where distances from all other parts of ourselves that are uncomfortable or painful. So the fact, right, that you may have to do something when they come in to get them into their body to even Mm -hmm. begin the process. I think that's really crucial. I'm glad you brought that up. And and it's not like it's going to make them a hypochondriac or, or affect their performance to where they're playing scared or playing weak or anything like that. Well, that's the stigma, right? That's the fear that often I have to address. I just tell them, you know, instead of more pain, more gain, more pain, more problems. And then I'll say, so what else hurts? And they'll be like, oh, well, actually, and actually, and I'll be like, see, so just like, don't ignore it. There's things you could do. So I got athletes now and I make it available to them. You know, if they feel one ding somewhere, they'll call me and they'll be like, so what can I do for this? And I love that because that means that they have reached a point where they're in their body. They'll still go out there. Broken leg, they'll still go out there. They will they will Kobe Bryant that to the fifth with a, <laughs> a broken Achilles. And I, and I know it's hard. I know it's mm-hmm. hard. But when I do grab them and I can engage see, and I do everything I can to because I always tell them that, you know, this body is what you're getting paid for. Right. So this is your money. So if you're not taking care of it, I don't care what you say. You're not going to get that money if you get hurt and you out. You've messed up. Right. It does take reconditioning. It does. And getting over, like, what's the difference between discomfort and pain? And are you just afraid of re-injury? Or is there really something that's needing to be tended to? And in the long run, right. getting back to recovery will allow you to sustain it. So that's where the, the emotional aspects of coping with injury are important too. Are you just grieving? Are you afraid of losing your position? Like, where is this coming from and what's behind that? Because if the motivation is just purely fear-based and you're overriding your body, that can set you up for playing stressed and setting you up for a risk of of greater injury. Now, another thing I do with athletes, if they need it, is I will try to equip them with the stuff they need as far as like tools. If I see, say I'm working with a bodybuilder and they they keep getting, you know, some elbow tendonitis and some issues, stuff like that. First thing I'm saying is wear sleeves. Wear so get some sleeves. Order this. I'll give you a list. Order this, this, A, B, and C. That way if you don't even even if you don't need it, you know what it's for. And so when you hit that mental aspect, you have something that's going to help you feel like you're doing something. And that goes a long way as well. That, that'll help them keep pushing because they feel like they're doing something. It still motivates them to want to recover and still yeah. want to move the way that they can move. So there's such a big mental component that comes to what I do as well yeah. um, and to recovery. Because yes. like I said, there's a lot of what you don't know. I just try to equip them with as much and give them physical things that they can do to to help with that. I mean, just for you to think about what you can do is one step further in recovery. Yeah, I appreciate the perspectives you've shared today. And and I know we could go in a million different directions and extrapolate in a bunch of different areas, but highlighting the mental component that you said all of us know on an intuitive level that something's off, but kind of on the model of change, we, we don't know that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a level yep. of conscious awareness, <laughs> pre-conscious awareness. People are not 
they know that they hear about it or like you said then you start to go oh well i know i need to recovery and there's a normatech machine so there's steps missing in our education our awareness and and i certainly for one look forward to uh getting you into the social media or newsletter realm or whatever we can do to help share uh your message and what you're doing because this is absolutely crucial as a, as a parent of an athlete and one who works with teams seeing how they recover after you know putting their bodies on the lines and being able to sustain two games a day or, yeah. or four games in two days so sometimes more thank you all for tuning in i appreciate it please if you can check out my patreon page.com patreon.com slash richard listens or instagram richard listens uh, you get the theme we appreciate all your support and interest we're now up on itunes spotify if you're interested in therapy teletherapy any kind of consultation please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website richardlistens.com i'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain support or isolation you are going through we are here to alleviate strain and suffering thank you all for tuning in i'm richard listens and i'm out i'm a big fan of mma sports it's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.